0: Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real?
1: You're listening to Is Is It it
0: For Real? real? This is Philip And Katie. And Bridget. And this week on the pod, we are for reeling St. Elmo's Fire from... 1985 Um, and to introduce the movie we have a new friend of the pod Kara P so take it away Kara P
2: hi everyone my name is Kara I'm here to talk to you about the epic 1980s movie St. Elmo's Fire just so epic that when katie first said the name i was like oh yeah i used to be able to play that song on the piano where the guy's like running in slow motion nope that's chariots of fire uh, but i quickly realized what she was talking about and the thing that sticks out to me about st Almond's fire is the scene where they're walking across the field and they're and gowns because that was actually filmed at university of maryland on Fraternity Row um, in College Park where I went to school. Um, The other thing about that is I heard a story, not sure if it's true, but that they had wanted to film at Georgetown because that's where they go in the movie. Um, But the director sent over the script and the provost was like, you know, this has stuff we're not about here, premarital sex and drugs. So we just, you know, you can't film it here. And the director of the movie was like, but you filmed The Exorcist here? and the provost was like the devil didn't win in that one so who knows the other thing about this maybe just movies in the 80s in general if you look at people's teeth and just like people in general it's not like today where everyone has like you know the white veneers and everything is so shiny and perfect it just seems so much more authentic and real anyway hope you enjoy the show (laughs)
0: oh my gosh those are like all of and most of all my my thoughts about movies in general yeah yeah totally i thought it was such a i had i had read that um it didn't take place in georgetown but rather was filmed in maryland and every single person in my immediate family but me went to college park so i'm very familiar with that but i had not heard that tidbit about like you know the the provost saying it couldn't be filmed and the devil didn't win
1: also all the sequels to the exorcist sort of argue that maybe the devil did win Um, right (laughs) totally i don't know
0: i also think of chariots of fire when i hear this and there was a sesame street at one point where it was like elmo elmo did a chariots of fire thing and i think as a kid i just mixed up this and that and all of it and also Yes. To the eighties beauty. We've talked about it before. Oh yes. So different, especially Wendy, in this movie, we can get into her in a little bit. Um, but, uh, Katie, you want to knock us back to our levels? Yeah, we can jump into our levels. Um, I guess I'll make my level brat pack. Uh, This is a movie that is so on the edge of like, I knew it existed for so long. And I feel like it was one of those movies that I knew existed when I was kind of too young to watch it. And it was like one day when I'm a grown up, I'm going to watch St. Elmo's fire. And I'm just going to like understand what life is all about. (laughs) So I knew who was in it. And I knew that that was called the brat pack. You know, we've talked about in this podcast, like I wasn't much of a John Hughes kid either. So I didn't really grow up watching breakfast club or any of that. Um, So this was just this like like it's like what movies were, but, um, until, you know, this, this podcast viewing, I had never seen this film. Mm. Um, so this was a first time for me. My level is going to be man in motion, uh, which is the, the parentheses, (laughs) uh, part of the theme song to this film, which you hear pretty much throughout the whole entire thing. That is a kick in song. Spoiler. It's probably going to be our song tonight. Cause I, it's too good. It's a great song. And I have this movie on DVD. Um, but when I watched it, I realized it's been a very, very, very long time <laughs> since I watched it. And maybe I only watched like the first 10 minutes of it. Cause I, I was convinced they went to school in Boston mm. and that, and it was about the bar. I remembered the bar, Mm -hmm. but I remembered nothing else about this movie. So it was a, it was a bit of same Elmo's fire (laughs) over here. Um, Yeah.
1: My level is going to be less than zero (laughs) because that's another movie that I haven't seen that I thought this one was. Oh Um, yeah. I thought your level
0: was okay. But yeah like oh, you know less than, less than, than zero No, the, about the
1: movie, movie less than zero uh, yeah got it um which i had because i've seen like a snippet of that and so i was thinking that that plot was this movie but it is not i mean some of the same themes i guess uh but i am very unfamiliar with this movie um i think rattling out around my brain is the fact about where the name Saint Elmo's Fire comes mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Um, if you'd t- asked me what it was, I probably would have gotten it slightly wrong though. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm I'm coming into this uh, blind like a baby.
0: So babies like Katie are, said babies are blind. That's I know. Jeez Louise. Baby huh. blind like a mole rat.
1: Like a mole rat. I'm blind Maybe. like a mole rat, a baby mole rat, <laughs> doubly blind.
0: Yeah. So as Katie mentioned, this is an ensemble rom-com drum. Um, no. and has seven friends from college. I mean, good lord, and what a weave they web they weave weebity web. They weave <laughs> <A> it. <weebity web. laughs> so go through. We have Rob Give us Lowe. A cheat sheet. Rob Lowe plays Billy. He's uh, an early husband and father Ooh, and a saxophone yes. player can't hold a job. That's kind of his deal. Uh, Emilio Estevez is Kirby. He's, uh, in law school and a stalker. Um, Ali Sheedy is Leslie. She's an artist question mark.
1: I couldn't ever figure it out. I
0: mean, all it's, of these people went to Georgetown and it's I know. It is hard to figure out like what they do. But yeah, go I know. Ahead. Rob Lowe's character never could get into Georgetown. We'll talk about that. Also, yes. I, I couldn't get into Georgetown and the fact I'm upset that Rob Lowe went there. So, but Ali Sheedy's with Judd Nelson, AKA Alec, AKA Nostrils. And he is into politics. He, he's working for like local democratic... Folks, but potentially maybe Republicans. Mm-hmm. Then we have Demi Moore, Bangs McGee. She's playing Jules. She can't hold a job. She was working in a bank, but she's spending too much, and she's having a mental and health crisis. Drugs <laughs> and drugs. Yeah, uh, large containers of cocaine. We also have Andrew McCarthy mm-hmm. um, coming in hot as Kevin. He's a writer. Uh, just like yeah. you know, I'm. You can parallel this a lot to the. What's that movie? The Thanksgiving movie that wasn't. A yeah, The oh. Big Chill. Yeah, I the think Andrew chill. McCarthy is essentially um, Troy uh, or Ethan Hawke from Reality right. Bites. He's okay. just the cynic, the smoking cynic in the corner, essentially. Then we have Mare Winningham, who's an actress that I thought I recognized, but I realized I recognize her from this movie, Wendy. She's a social worker, but she's very, very, very wealthy, um, and just right. wants to be on her own. And then coming in on the B team is Andy McDowell, who plays ah, Dale, yes. uh, and she's a doctor. And there's also the wife of of Rob Lowe, who I whose name I don't know, and she's not important.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And and fun fact, uh, and maybe you already know this, but Mayor Winningham just recently married Anthony Edwards. <laughs> That's right. So it's Anthony. a fun tie-in <laughs> to Top Gun. So and
1: she's the mayor of East Town. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, I know she's the mayor of East town and she married goose. They've been together for the last They, they, they met 35 years ago or something. And then yeah, they, I read that it was like, they were good friends um, for a yeah. long time. And then he got divorced in like 2015 and she's been married a few times. Yeah. Um, and now they're married to each other. And I think on the Topkin episode, I talked about how Anthony Edwards had done this play for his wife, not knowing that we were about to watch a movie oh, starring his wife. I did not follow what she's been up to, yeah.
1: but. But they just recently.
0: Yeah. Okay. 2021. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Because I did read that she was pregnant in this movie, even mm-hmm. though she's supposed to be a virgin. Um So
0: this was another kind of. Wait, fun... let me ask. Is she a virgin?
1: in this exact. movie
0: i'm just joking because rob Lowe asked that oh, question yeah every time they're on scene together every i can't even I talk about that scene. i can't talk about that last yeah scene. it upsets me so much well ali sheedy <sighs> Emilio estevez um and jed jed nelson played you know breakfast club breakfast was also club. 1985 and so they played high schoolers and then post college grads um The same year, year, which is yeah, kind of remarkable. It's so weird because Judd Nelson's nostrils were not that big in the Breakfast Club. It might have been why are they they different? (laughs) They were filming (laughs) up a lot. It's the he was on stairs, is it? It's the hair
1: when his hair hangs down, but they nostrils tightened, yeah,
0: yeah, maybe that's
1: it. But they're like fraying, it's like slick back, and so it just uh, yeah, lets them flare. They flare. It's science.
0: So that's the thing. So we're going to go between character name and actor name and yeah. nicknames as best we can to keep it all straight. Sound good?
1: Yeah. So and just because I had a note on this. So we start with this sort of angelic slow-mo mm-hmm. in college, um, graduating on this lawn, and then smash cut <laughs> <laughs> to a Heart hospital. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Which that's crazy. We it's it's four months after graduation I think or no Billy was arrested four months after I, graduation I think I
1: had a note that it was four months yeah
0: okay so it's oh, not that long but they not all that long at settled all. into adulthood yeah which, uh, some, some I, I was not quite as settled into adulthood four months after my college well, really settled in D C like it's, yeah yeah it's just interesting everybody has their own like. Huge apartments and
1: yes, like interesting multi million dollar. Oh my god, even for the mid 80s, right. I know.
0: And we, the opening scene of this is a is, um, you know, after Mare and Billy get into a car accident, it's Rob Lowe on like the edge of an ambulance playing the saxophone. <laughs> Rob Lowe is a cartoon cat. Oh, in this film, he is Chester yeah. Cheeto. <laughs> He's, I think, the cat. Like, there's, like, a Muppet in Too Many Cooks. Like, it, he is just a cartoon. But also cat a little bit of MC sex. Scat Cat. Yeah. Yes, yes. He, I just couldn't believe his character. I can't With- believe how just much the saxophone is around and, like, not all in the, the case. Time. He's just carrying it.
1: But yet, only for a small portion is that his job or right. the job he's aiming for. First of all, I just... I never get a grasp, I'm gonna say this throughout this podcast, I never get a grasp of what the tone is for this movie. Oh,
0: it's frantic romantic nightmare. It's all of it.
1: Like, is it a comedy? Is it- uh,
0: It's not that funny. Drama. It's not funny. I think you're, it's It's more manic. It's, it's like mm. manic and uh, cigarette and like anxiety with, but well, you're laughing because there's like funny things You're not laughing, but they want you to laugh at at times. I just wanted to
1: see. Okay. I just wanted to see if right off the bat, if there was.
0: And again, you think this would be right in my wheelhouse, but boy, do I have feelings even, and I own this, so. (laughs) <laughs> this is exactly why we would say, "Is it for real?" But I mean, cocaine. I mean, there's like, there's like it's a, a no. Like, but yeah. I mean, cocaine. but I mean, cocaine. <laughs> well, there's a no. There's a time where it's like, Annie's like, you could not make a more 80s. It's like divorce, welfare, cocaine. Like, you know, it's just hitting every single thing that the 80s were just obsessed with. Yeah, like um, Ronald Reagan kind of right. World. Yeah, suspenders
1: Demi- got thrown suspenders. out right at the beginning. <gasps> and- Lofts.
0: Everybody Demi Moore lots. and Rob Lowe both had like I think we're in and out of recovery, going through addiction issues as actors, and then on the set yeah. too. Yeah. You know, so it's an interesting vibe to bring to the film, um, which makes it feel I feel like hyper real sometimes, and then really manic and re- and sometimes Andrew McCarthy is just a uh, his character from Weekend at Bernie's. He oh goes in God. and out of it. It's so He's wild. A staring little wolf too. He just. <laughs> We, we do have a few smoking jackets, I think, this time. I don't know if I wrote them down. Maybe I did somewhere, and we'll, we'll come upon them. It's not Andrew McCarthy, because I think this is only his second one. Amelia uh, Estevez? Ah! <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. Okay, so at the hospital, everybody, it's it, it's all hands on deck all the time, right? When there's a crisis, and Kirby backs into, he, 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 he sees Andy McDowell, who is, the love of his whole life that he saw a movie with once this freshman year, and holy shit, what, what <laughs> well, a journey he goes. This is on. what
1: I know. is he comic relief because otherwise, swing and a miss. He's a I think m- he's still- murderer. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Annie, Annie was like, all I of hate these men are Brett Kavanaugh. It's just, it's like she was just like, no wonder. Yeah. Boys think that they are entitled if they see themselves, especially as the underdog. No wonder they think they're entitled to ev- the whole world. And because, Andrew like, McCarthy teach him like that. Almost wasn't like that until he was like that. Totally. You know, at first you're like, oh, he's sort of the sweet one who has unrequited love, and then he he thinks he's owed something. Ugh. I was reading that um, Emilio Estevez's, that that whole thing is based on the producer, the director's like, you know, unrequited crush he had. But I know what you mean, Phil, like you want it to be funny and maybe the directors intended it to be, but it is creeptastic and it it's, doesn't make sense.
1: It's not even that I wanted it to. It's just, yeah, it, it so didn't make sense that I was like, maybe in like 1985, this was meant to be. And mm-hmm. it was so It became so heightened and there were times in this movie I was like, is this sort of a spoof akin to like no what was that um Kristen Bell like Netflix show that just came out? It was like the woman with the wine and the no, it's not a spoof.
0: It's meant I think it's meant to be taken very seriously.
1: I don't know though. That you're
0: Yes, that you give up on your like, crushes. Yeah, you're supposed to look at these people and you're supposed to relate because you too have pined for people. And what does it feel like to be 22 in this country where everything is changing and you can't just do coke when you want to and you're rich, but like you really want to do good in the world.
1: But this is where I, I think that the Kirby story is supposed to be the sort of like relief, release valve because the things he does are so because he's supposed to trying to be a lawyer then he switches to be a doctor then he switches to just be a rich dude and then he drives to I assume to Pennsylvania to go to the ski lodge and it's just like it's ridiculous that someone would think to do that
0: I don't know I think it's manic and I think it's this sort of 80s like you said Brett Kavanaugh John Hughes where you just feel like you could do anything you want to get a woman. And also you should just be cheating on a woman too, because it's okay to have sex with whoever you want, but also be really in love with somebody else. I couldn't believe, I mean, we're jumping around, right? But like Jed Nelson, we get introduced to Jed Nelson and Ali Sheedy, who are a couple, like they, who are, seem to be a court ordered couple. (laughs) Like they (laughs) hate each other. Yeah,
1: there's no chemistry.
0: Oh no. And he just drops this line. He proposes. he's constantly like aggressively proposing to her. Um, yeah. And, and insisting even kind of the, they get he married, insisting they get married. Right. And then he just drops this line of like, yeah, I just had sex with the model that I bought her lingerie, lingerie from, model, a lingerie model that I, you know, bought this like the saleswoman. So I really need to get married quick. And I was like, is that a joke? And it's not <laughs> yeah. like he's just having sex with people all the time in their not open relationship. It seems um, it's so wild. Like I couldn't figure out who I was rooting for. In this movie, besides Andy McDowell's roommate, that's who. Oh. Like, okay, I <laughs> wanted uh, to totally made her. that note too. Yeah, I was like, okay. I well, could we kind of get this like then. spelled out at the next scene, which is Kevin and Kirby, and you know, Kevin is Andrew McCarthy. He's playing respect of all things, like that. He's singing that, and then uh, you know, they're talking about like all men have to look forward to is losing your virginity, getting married, having a kid. And the right girl looking at you. I I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed to be
1: like I, I don't know. I think it, well, I think it's it supposed to
0: be both. Like I don't think him. I don't think his crush or like his pursuit. I think his pursuit of her, like Andy McDowell, is supposed to be noble. But I think a yeah. lot of like I think Emilio Estevez's life is kind of supposed to be more of the joke. I guess yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Once again, I I didn't get it. But anyways. I mean we may be past that, but they bail Roblo out and yeah. then immediately go to a bar. Right. As one does right Saint after St. Elmo's
0: fire.
1: St. Elmo's I think, Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's that's what the that's what the movie's called. No, but I think the bar is just called Saint Elmo's. Oh, I think. I think
1: which you're is, right.
0: Yeah, but I'm confused by that because I'm like, wait, <laughs> they it's Saint <laughs> Elmo's is the bar they always go to. And then at the end, Roblo gives It this, is St. Like, Elmo's, Elmo's bar. bar fire lecture and is that a coincidence or like do the directors not think we're paying attention <laughs> like I didn't get it
1: I think it isn't a, my my guess is like Saint Elmo's is named after Saint Elmo's fire which yeah. is the actual because
0: like the bar is named after the concept or the phenomenon
1: I'm literally going by what Rob Lowe said at the end of the movie <laughs> that yeah there is no actual Saint Elmo right and that this is all just this made up natural phenomenon or, I mean the natural phenomenon's real, but like, yeah. Well,
0: I guess that that's kind of this metaphor of like St. Elmo's is not actually real. Like it is isn't. it isn't. Like what is real? Like was college real or is post-college real? And
1: No, these post-college bars in Georgetown are very much real and <laughs> they are dirty and you don't <laughs> want to hang out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. They were saying it was based on, I can't remember what the bar was called, but it was based on a specific Georgetown bar. And yeah, all you're doing I'm... is eating a giant slice of pizza, the size of your head and getting an STI, yeah. um, from somebody who's a dick. But also it's important to note that if you do have seven friends from college that you all learn how to oogie, oogie boogie, or you, you all say like, oogity boogie boogity, woogity together <laughs> so i was reading that apparently that is because like the brat pack was in this movie and people knew it so like onlookers would kind of ogle them and i guess that was their impression of what that sounded like from a distance like oh so dumb huh. I hate oh my it. god yeah wow that, also, so it was it wasn't part of the script it was like improvised it, it became part of it because of the actor's experience
1: it was a keeper because it looked cool and ah. obviously they they did it right after um they dunked a man one of their friends head in the toilet
0: yeah who so, didn't go home didn't <laughs> mind at that. all
1: once again these bars are dirty they're filled <laughs> with all oh. like kids just out of college and yeah it's it's not a clean toilet that his head just went into
0: I'm gonna skip ahead just a little bit to Jules a little bit uh she drives a jeep and she takes everybody around with her and they don't wear seatbelts like 16 people in a car and uh and then she has a a new apartment that's hot pink (laughs) (laughs) whoa
1: which I hated it (laughs) until it zoomed out a little bit more and I Think that's a huge head of um, Billy, Idol? A clown? Billy Idol, a no, clown. I uh, assume Billy Idol, but uh,
0: yeah. Later, there's a huge head of a clown. The clown is that I, I
1: still hated. Yeah, so. I
0: thought it was Billy Idol too.
1: Which um, I love. That's a, it. Was a cool mural yeah. with like some uh, fluorescent accents on it.
0: Jules clearly has like a little flirt situation with everybody there. She's worried about why Kevin has never made a pass at her. And she, she implies that that's because he must be gay if he's never made a pass at her. Cause everybody, everybody has made a pass at her.
1: Although I thought that was her way of just broaching the subject rather than truly worried about why she hadn't, he hadn't made a pass at her
0: i i honestly believe we're gonna have some back and forth on this i like it i honestly believe that she's upset that he didn't make a pass at her um and then her her dealing with that is to just be like well you must be gay and because you're gay you must like the only other gay person i know my neighbor um you know kelly's but- mom's boyfriend from and oh.
1: oh <laughs> But I think the movie wants us to think that he's gay as well. Cause there's scenes where she's not involved, where they're still in like all the scenes with the hooker and stuff like that, where they are keeping it very, very ambiguous, where there's Mm. no reason why he wouldn't just be like, nah, you're not in my circle of friends. So I can tell you that I'm in love with like my best friend's girl sort of thing, just like the song. Um, Mm. And yeah. So I, I think the movie wants us to think that he's gay. So that's sort of why I think that Jules truly mm. does think he's gay, but that's
0: interesting. And maybe it's because I've seen it before, but I didn't, I didn't feel that way. I thought that it was clear the whole time that he was pining for Ali Sheedy and that that's why he wasn't going for anybody else. Cause he just couldn't get it up for anyone else except for Ali Sheedy. He loves that little, that little ragamuffin.
1: I mean, I think there's hints for that, but I think <clears throat> there's more hints purposely uh, that he's gay.
0: Mm, interesting. Um, so Kirby goes to the fanciest restaurant on the planet, and he's going to have Dale meet him there for a date.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he he has to call up Jules and ask of like, what wine should I get and what should happen? Um, and uh, she comes and he's like, completely like the remember when we saw that movie together and, like, and she said it was annie hall but he said it was something else or vice i think versa. he said it was annie hall and yeah okay. she said it was like i can't remember what she says now but yeah fast and furious but then she 3. gets a restaurant right. phone call which i just love and i'm just sad that like nowhere in the rest of our history of our lives will people get restaurant phone calls Whoa.
1: Everyone worries about our phones right now tracking us, but apparently <laughs> in the 80s, yeah. just wall-mounted phones are tracking you too. Right. How could they possibly know that she's
0: well, she might have left work and said, I'm going to have lunch at Shea kool or whatever. But like it however long it took her to get there, and then she sat down for two seconds and then they called her right away. Yeah. You know, I know. It's like, come on. And so hospital. I guess she's in med school. Yeah, she can't be that
1: old. Practicing. I mean, well, she was a senior. Yeah, was four when...
0: years ahead of them. So. Oh, four mm. years ahead. Okay. So maybe she's like, well, like three years resident. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Three. Maybe she's like late med school. Yeah.
1: Or she's Doogie Howser. Yeah, totally.
0: Day. Doogie right. howser it. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, so then, uh, let's see. We have a scene where we're at Fluff and Fold, There's just so much smoking in this movie too. I just need to put that out there. Caribbean, Kevin are folding laundry. They talk about life. They like use fluff and fold as a metaphor for something, but I I don't know. I don't really know. Um, And then uh, Kevin is over with Allie pining for her and she cuts herself by accident. This is is, uh, from our Patreon um, spending towards a medical consult. Uh Our medical consult advises, do not put butter on a burn. Don't do that oh she, she burns herself okay she burns herself he puts butter on it Um uh, hmm. don't do that i don't know why everybody anybody ever thought they should do that i don't i don't because know how that became a thing
1: Good. No, I, <laughs> I know
0: it's like oh i know when something smells smoky i put butter on it like gross yeah and then this is the scene where alec brings home the negligee and then they just like she just goes off to like put it on while kevin is there is right. this why you think he's he's they're hinting he's gay because he does that in front of him or Either way, yeah. it's ter- it's rude. It's so to that to your friend.
1: I think that's one of the reasons. Because like if yeah, I don't know. That's one of the reasons. Even
0: if they're like family and they've been hanging out for so many years, like that's just rude to go. I and thought do, it and was like have sex while your friend is. In your I family. think it's wild of Jed Nelson to give her that gift and have her unwrap it while someone's over. Like, right? Why, he why would just you give had your partner sex? I mean, yeah, right. That's, yeah, that, that's yeah. the crazy part too. But yeah. <laughs> Didn't even brush his teeth, wash himself off, and leapt into bed with Ally Shady.
1: Well, I mean, the they were having sex standing up, which he made a point of pointing out. Uh, with if he has sex
0: like Andrew McCarthy does, then he needs six showers afterwards. Because like that's the sweatiest sex I've ever seen in my life. Yes, quickly, quickly <laughs> well, sweaty. That's what I mean. Like It wasn't like they worked up to it. No. it. It was sweaty immediately you
1: haven't seen the room then
0: (laughs) i have have seen the room (laughs) i haven't um i feel like this is kind of this 80s obsession like 80s like late 80s early 90s obsession with like um female male friendships like this Mm. whole like everybody can be friends like men and women can talk to each other like people you know and um this movie seems to be fueled on that obsession. (laughs) Like they have so much, they think they have a lot to say about it. And then ultimately maybe they don't, but it feels like so much of the mix and match of like people talking, everybody's talking to everybody, you know? Yeah. Seems like that's the format. Um, and then the next line I have, like we pivot to Demi Moore who says, quote, I'm in a hotel room and Arabs forced me to do Coke, which seems like it should be a lie. And then I thought like, oh, that's like something ridiculous that this character is saying. And then they zoom out and that's what's going on. <laughs> and you're like, what? This seems like Naked Gun. Like, what is happening?
1: Once again, there are elements in this that mess with my brain of just like, <laughs> is this supposed to be a spoof of these types of movies? Yes.
0: And totally. I just, I
1: can't tell but
0: this yeah. is her weird attention seeking behavior right. right i i just need to pivot back one little baby second Sorry. to going out on the shortest limb ever and saying the saddest worst part of this movie is this prostitute kevin interaction that we keep oh, seeing yeah. over and over again the woman with the, from like amen. one from person friday. of color yeah the mom yes, from friday from the woman from amen it, her name is anna marie who's who's ford horsford i'm like why, why is this in this movie? Like, well, I was reading that this character was based on an interaction that um the director overheard between a prostitute and either a limo driver or a taxi driver. Like mm. this is based on a conversation, this character, but it's really dismissive and really weird, yeah. and like awful. And why is she I mean, she's, she thinks she's, he's gay. <laughs> she's like fifty dollars. I'm like, girl come on but it's the 80s i guess i don't know the whole thing is upsetting it's 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 upsetting yeah. she does she does say that because um yeah um okay but then yeah alec goes and pulls Jules out of this party and because she's like i don't want to be alone and i'm gonna go call up a booty call um i don't know this was I, I, this, was this
1: the just, part where she's like she doesn't want to waste the good coke or whatever yeah
0: yeah Yeah, she's like i'm all coked up i don't want to waste my good coke guy so it's kind of wild because demi Moore like had gone to rehab before this and then like she had she was sent to rehab on the set i think like she and then she had to kind of return with a counselor the whole time which i'm like what was it like to do this film if you're recovering traumatic yeah i hope they like Took care. I'm sure they did not. But, oh, wow.
1: Like use Ugh. prop coke instead of real, <laughs> real cocaine. It's using real cocaine. Uh.
0: Oh my God. um That's amazing. Let's see. Um, next scene I have is Wendy. Mm-hmm. God, I hate this scene. So Wendy's like doing her job as a social worker and we're getting like a very stereotypical, oh. like interaction with a parent, a woman who's a mother who's got her kids there and she's waiting for her check. And, you know, is basically like telling off Wendy, like telling her to get a life and get better clothes, um, and get a man. Uh just like ugh this movie in no way, shape, or form passes the Bechdel test you, of any kind. I know. Even do you,
1: this- not, <laughs> do you not think that the movie is making I'm not saying it's a good joke, but don't you think aren't aren't they trying to make a yeah. joke here?
0: I think I, so. I don't well, I think, think especially so. for this character, because her father, the way her father oh, talks okay. to her about like, you know, you'll get pregnant and then I think it is supposed to be like tongue-in-cheek I feminist. Think so. But I think it's also like the way that people were honestly viewed you know that it was a stereotype it it, the joke wasn't the joke was still on that woman who was receiving the welfare check yes i don't think she was in power even though she was being rude to wendy i don't think that she had the powerful position
1: in this scene no but i think the movie wanted it to make a joke at, at wendy's expense it's like even this woman on welfare is telling you to get go get a man and dress yeah. better. From,
0: right. But I think I think it's very 80s of this movie to be oh, like even a woman all on welfare. Yeah, no, no, do you no, know no. what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then yeah, I think we agree. Now I'm saying that
1: the context of this is a 1980s Joel <laughs> Schumacher It's terrible. Um it's terrible jokes. So it's yeah.
0: But then of course Billy shows up there as you do. Um cuz he has nothing to do and he's he's just obsessed with, he, he likes her, I guess, but he's obsessed with her virginity mostly, which we find out. Yeah. This seems like such a terrible friendship relationship and so sad. And I would say that of the characters, I think Wendy is probably the most likable, um, in my book, like she'd be the person that I would be like most okay with, Carpooling somewhere. If <laughs> I had to carpool with somebody, like for fifteen, minutes. you don't want to carpool with Rob Lowe. Yeah. Oh my God. Saxophone in your ear. Yeah, exactly. And this oh is my- when we go to her house, right? Yeah. To the- and we learned that she's like lives in a mansion. Um, I did enjoy the whisper gag like the commentary of the whisper gag of the mother because I know that that's kind of like this like old hack joke at this point but my guess is that might have been the first time that that observation was made so I thought that was very funny yeah I like that too and then though I totally don't understand Billy going out on the roof of somebody else's home and then people being alarmed but not alarmed at all yeah it was it was weird it was like a like it was like an improv scene where they couldn't decide which way they were gonna go. Like, is this an emergency or is this fine? <laughs> like it was really wild. I we're know. up to
1: Ted. Now let's just go in and eat yeah. again.
0: Yeah, um, totally. And then he's super drunk and tries to make out her. She is wearing a lot of clothing, which I found very funny. Um, like including Spanx. like spanks on top yeah, of pantyhose. Okay. Um, and it's just, but again, like she didn't want that to happen. There's just a lot of forced. Uh, Affection, let's call it that. Well,
1: but she does and she doesn't. And I I couldn't figure out her character either of like, is she in love with Billy? Is she not like, well, she says
0: later on she is, but I think, you know, he's married. So I don't know what he's married, by the way. We keep forgetting that he, like,
1: with a kid. Clearly,
0: he had the knocked, knocked, he got pregnant. Let me say that he knocked her up. And that's just so hard to envision like that whole scenario happening. Yeah. <laughs> to this guy. And to your point, Bridget, like Annie was also very incredulous about like Raplo spent four years in Georgetown and then like it can't do like just is totally incapable of anything. Like this seems like a really weird, like what a what a four months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he uh we'll skip ahead the next the next scene is kind of like halloween i guess um and, yeah, this and is... are some part of the crew dressed up and some aren't is that what's going on i was very annoyed by that well some of them seem to all be dressed like alex p keaton from yeah. family ties yeah like, but is that the well, joke or... wall street bankers I, I didn't understand what they were dressed no, well i
1: think judd nelson's just politics outfit is that and then it's um, politics. Emilio Estevez's like restaurant outfit is also that, but okay, with a zany okay. bow tie. I see. And, and then I think everyone else is in costume. I don't know.
0: I think that um, Ali Sheedy was dressed like Judd Nelson's <laughs> <This> character. <laughs> it was just like a long backstory. She, she that we was didn't wearing get. a suit too. And then so, several people were just wearing like those like Groucho Marx glasses, right? With yeah. Like the mustache. Yeah. I don't know. But it's uh, such a waste. Rob Lowe is laying into the saxophone. Uh, Whoo! On this, on the this is the loudest scene I think I've ever heard on my TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. I like <laughs> I couldn't turn it down enough. I was like, oh my god! And I love a saxophone. <laughs> yeah, totally. And
1: now, if we have like a sweaty scale, Rob yeah. Lowe Ooh. is is at a nine right here, and then uh, Andrew McCarthy later on in the movies, that's probably like a six.
0: I was gonna say he's like an eleven. I. You all... think
1: Emilio was sweatier than Roblo was in this scene?
0: Or Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. oh sorry,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... He
0: was. He had beads of sweat. And he had sweat dripping off of him after He was Rob more in a of
1: Rob Lowe has waterfalls <laughs> pouring off of him. I feel seat. like
0: Rob Lowe is maybe more sweaty, but as far as to scale of how sweaty they should be, sure. Andrew McCarthy is off the charts of how sweaty he becomes. That's right. There's a scale. There's a yeah. scale. Yeah. Like He's if you're just working a sex hard. sweater,
1: you know? Oh, Andrew McCarthy is not working hard in that scene. Not
0: when he starts. Not, not when, not when, he, when starts. he starts. That was not hard work at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was passive work he just got uh, into the michael douglas romancing the stone position and that's oh, it and then he just was yeah. pouring sweat
1: just now here. wendy
0: started dating harry potter but I, or, it, or yes. it, it felt like that man that her father wanted her to date came dressed to this halloween party as harry potter <laughs> Before Harry Potter existed, yeah, was like totally. He was a he was like a witch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a wizard, I guess, totally. who predicted that. Um, and and then poor poor Ron, the neighbor, is there again, like being dragged into the like. Let Ron live his life. He I know. does not want to be fixed up with Kevin.
1: Once again, this goes to my theory <laughs> that she really did think that he was gay.
0: I think then she did. Maybe but I think at first it was about her feeling dejected because she's like, every man should hunt on me. I know women like this, or I I've, I've known women like this that yeah. are upset. If a man does not think they're attractive and doesn't, sure. well, he didn't hit on me. It's like, Oh, well, maybe they're not for you. Yeah. Not let me fix you up with my gay neighbor. At this point <laughs> I became obsessed with Ali Sheedy's hair. I was like, how does she do it? How does she do it? Like, it looks like a Lego man hair. It's just a helmet <laughs> fluffed. It just seems doesn't seem like there's any space between her skin and her hair, like the bang. I was just so impressed. I was like, this must they so they all much have wild hair. Wendy's hair is also a Lego helmet. I That's think crazy. It's like a mushroom, a yellow mushroom. Um, all right. So Roblo's wife comes into the bar on a date. Holding why is she on a date holding somebody's hand? The bar where your husband, well, clearly, right? But like, come on. Um, And then he blows, Roblo blows the saxophone straight into a woman's ear, breaks, she must have the worst time and shakes sweat on her. Yes. (laughs) He like, she couldn't have been any closer to the horn of that saxophone. He was like, yeah, like in the movie. What Um, a nightmare. I focused on her too much. But then we have a huge fight breaking out because Rob Lowe wants to beat up the man who's there with his wife. Right, but then at the end, it looks like the friends are holding back Rob Lowe from his wife. Like, right. that they're going to physically fight in the street, which is so upsetting. And well, then...
1: Instead...
0: Instead...
1: They make out.
0: Yeah, gross.
1: Like, isn't that a joke? Like,
0: it's yeah, I so, guess so over
1: the top. It's, <laughs> it's so like- over the top.
0: I, mean, I want so to toxic, think it is, but I don't, think it is. I don't know if it is. I know what you're trying to say, Phil, and it should be, um, I mean, yeah, if you can't it, tell this movie should... could be a parody. If you put on yeah. parody glasses, you'd be like, oh my God, this is so silly and right. make fun of things. But I think it's, it's supposed to be like, they're it's all Mocker, not Michael Showalter, <laughs> but the line is very thin.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is the guy who did, what was it? Batman three or whatever. Mm. You no know, Batman and Robin.
0: It's true. That's Which... the gayest movie. <laughs> just kidding. I've never seen it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one all the way through.
0: Is that the Chris Arnold Schwarzenegger?
1: It's the nipples it's on the bat suit one is all I know. Yeah, it is oh. Mr. Freeze. What Ugh.
0: did I just say? Okay, so Kevin's back out with the, you know, now he's like trying to get this woman, this prostitute, to tell him the meaning of life. Like, pay her some money. Like, leave yeah. her, like, what's going on? At least. Honor her like work, um, and she also. I wrote she wipes his mouth weird. I don't know what was he drooling? And yeah. She like wiped his mouth. A creep. I don't know. Creep me out. And then I think we go to the soup kitchen where Ugh. you know. It's not like so cool. I don't think to just brunch at a soup kitchen, like no. save the food for yeah. other people. I think like, Again, I don't know. Yeah. It's I couldn't tell, like maybe you just entitled. have a, Maybe you have a ton and it's going to go bad that day anyway. So you might as well just like hang out, but it feels like this is not, this isn't supporting a soup kitchen. <laughs> right. It's so strange. Right.
1: Then we find out it was a double switcheroo intervention.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. People are terrible at doing an intervention on Demi Moore. They always want to, and they can never do it <laughs> in this movie. I mean, Oh yeah. I thought she meant in her whole life. <laughs> no, no. I just mean in this movie, have you guys like, seen this commercial that's tools. on now that has Demi Moore and uh, Mila Kunis in it? Is that her name? Oh, no. and they're like at like some sort of like reunion and somebody comes up to give like the award for most changed or most something and both of them get up to go to the stage and then it's given to somebody else and it's like a telephone commercial or something but they're both like i didn't know you were here and then mila is like we have a lot more in common than you think but i'm like in what world are these women in the same graduating class first of all but also like what's going (laughs) that's what i'm just like are people desperate for money like why are they doing this commercial yeah um And kind of not super relevant, but right. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. So Rob Lowe is like in a bubbly hot tub at his own house. No, No, he he is. I mean, it was said at the soup kitchen that um, that Judd Nelson got Billy a job for a Korean gangster that Judd Nelson knows, which is a terrible idea. So I think when it's weird, we're supposed to put together that when the door opens, he's like, oh, Kim, I didn't think you'd be back. So I think what's happened is Rob Lowe is doing the job that Emilio Estevez eventually does, yes. which is house sitting or being like an errand boy for Mr. Kim. Oh, okay. right.
1: And is now, I assume, sleeping with his girlfriend is what I thought.
0: Mr. Kim's, Mr. Girlfriend. Kim's girlfriend. Mr. Kim's girlfriend. Oh, wait, so his wife Thank didn't you. walk in on him? Who walked in on him? Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim. Oh, it <laughs> yes. was really buried, though. I had a hard, I was like, what? And I, Annie was like, oh, Rob Lowe is going to get killed like he, yeah. he's gonna get killed by a gangster and he didn't but um yeah he, he should he have that job immediately immediately he loses the job
1: but then he yeah. asks Roblow uh, for a reference of who could replace him apparently
0: <laughs> right right exactly okay this next scene gets the award for just the craziest scene I've ever seen in my life it's like Teen Wolf It's stalking.
1: Yeah, it's stalking with happy music. Is my note.
0: So Emilio Estevez rides his bike in the rain. The monsoon follows Andy McDowell to a party, and then just looks like a maniac outside the window. (laughs) Like, can you imagine if he was seen skulking around? Although in this movie, I don't think anyone would care. Like, yeah. It's wild. Then he comes inside the party, and we're like, like on a straight-up murderer. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's filmed Suddenly. like a horror movie. It's filmed like, it's a, horror filmed like a horror movie. <laughs> he's
0: breathing heavy, and it's like foggy through his lens, and he's like looking for her. Um, also, Andy McDowell like is too nice to him throughout yeah. this entire movie. And then, and then like they end up at her apartment, right? Like this works somehow, which is wild because Um, he says, I'm obsessed with you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that's the line that takes him back to her apartment.
1: Insane. Insane.
0: So they go back. He smells her pillow, like a effing creep (laughs) in front of her roommate. And then we get introduced to Judith being like, this is my roommate, Judith. She hates me. (laughs) what i kind (laughs) of love that line i know she said i hate her (laughs) yeah i do i hate her because she's like revealing that she's messy and i i knew at this point i really thought that we were gonna know know that like oh you romanticize somebody but actually they're not that great the roommate hates them they're kind of rude and weird and they like leave food everywhere but no that That was just a little side into her yeah. life, and he his stalking and obsession does not tamper down, however, he does accuse her out of nowhere of not liking him because he has no money. He decided that um when she took the trash Wild. out or something i
1: <laughs> no she she makes a comment of you know I thought. Being a doctor yeah. was going to be all about helping people, but it's really all about money. Which oh. I thought she was sort of making this larger point about hospitals and that. Which I yeah. and then he took it as, "Oh, you just want me to be rich? Got it. Check. I'll be right. right back."
0: I see. I see. He's the worst. Can you imagine having an experience like this with Emilio Estevez and and wanting to be around? Like I didn't understand it. I didn't understand her reaction to any of it. He's such a Nut. Yeah. So uh, now we're at Georgetown and Billy is just reliving his heydays, which were four months previously in the frat house. Does he look like a frat boy to you? He's like, doesn't to me, but maybe he's an 80s frat boy. He's like a frat boy swallowed by a ska band.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and Like Swanee, he would have been one of the like independents that like...
0: Yeah. But he seemed to be part of a very... F- very mainstream yeah frat uh that, like football plays on football the lawn burning you know burning I mean? burnin leaves in yeah, the middle of nowhere have like a burn festival burning leaves that that is the part i did recognize that that was college park like the frat row just kind of fun and his wife was hanging out there too
1: right completely randomly understand
0: i didn't get it and like yeah and then he like asks for a job and then the guy's like, yeah, we could use someone like you to get drugs. I'm like, he should take that job. <laughs> like I don't it's the only good offer. And yeah. like you could get to be on campus, which apparently you're obsessed with, like, I don't know what else there is for you, but
1: playing sex and dealing drugs.
0: But it's just hard to imagine that like Rob Lowe had like the best time at Georgetown. I don't know. It's a weird fit for him.
1: <laughs> there, yeah, I think they're just going for that stereotype. It's like there's always the those people that loved college so much and never wanted to leave.
0: But I would, I've, I just have a hard time. It, I know, I know the stereotype, but it's hard to picture that being Rob Lowe's character. Sure. I feel like I could, I could picture it being Emilio Estevez's character for sure. Or almost so, anybody else. Go ahead okay. There. We got to get to Mr. Kim's house. So now Kirby's working for Mr. Kim and he takes his car and his chauffeur who just clearly is like, what the fuck is happening um, to, to show up, to invite Dale to this party um, that he's having at Mr. Kim's house. And I think she says she's going to go, but um, anyway, there's a party. one of
1: those. Yeah, maybe I'll go, but she was saying no. Right. right.
0: She seems pretty flighty too. Like. I don't know. Do you see the way she just like picked up that kid in the very beginning of the movie? She just picks up this little boy and then like, walks <laughs> yeah. into a trauma room. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it's just I, like I think it's there. like
1: magical realism sort oh, of yeah, manic yeah. pixie dream girl sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I guess for so. Sure.
0: So when Billy and Wendy have a really weird conversation here again he says he sold his saxophone to pay his phone bill which I don't, he did have it back later. So I'm not sure what happened there. Um, and he, again, he wants to know if she's a virgin. So he asks her like multiple times because guess what? Spoiler. He wants to take her virginity from her like a fucking creep. Um, <laughs> Kirby gets mad because no Andy McDowell. They all do Coke. Um, he gets so mad. <laughs> really he mad. dresses in a tux. Like. Why is he wearing a tuxedo with like a red cummerbund? He looks like he's in an 80s wedding. It's so weird. It's Alec crazy. announces that he and Leslie are getting
1: married. Yeah, he pulls a coming to America.
0: So here, yeah, here's what gets a smoking jacket. This, like fa- like forced proposal announcements, like false wedding announcements that a man does in front of their entire friend group and the woman looks pained. Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a strange thing. I, does that really happen? Like, do people... What a crazy way to start a proposal. I don't know. Only in movies, I guess. Yeah, It's um, really sick.
1: Listeners, if it's happened to you, please yeah, call, call in. Call us. Call in right Ooh, now.
0: Call in and please 555, suspend 555, my 555, judgment. 555, on. 555, 555 yeah. wedding. So <laughs> Leslie calls out Alex's Alex affairs and he gets rage pissed and like punches Kevin because he thinks Kevin, he pushes Kevin like a psychopath because he's like, you told her, I, I just hate that trope of like, you're a shitty person. Then you're mad at like a person for telling on you. Yeah. I know. And, and Andrew McCarthy does some kind of good acting where he falls on the floor and he's like, just <laughs> kind of scared and bewildered. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. like people are acting pretty well in this, but every character has a point of no return. Every yeah. male character for sure that like, Oh, unredeemable. Now you're yeah. unredeemable. And this is it for Judd N- Jud Nelson. It's just, then he tells Ellie Sheedy to move out. Yeah. Like he is <laughs> such a jerk. And like, can you imagine doing this in front of your friends and expecting to ever be spoken to again? Yeah. No, this is everyone he knows. Speaking of the I point mean, of overturn, then. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just, she did accuse him of cheating that he admitted <laughs> to. So it's, I,
0: mean... I didn't understand. It was wild. <laughs> Kirby then goes to Dale's house to yell at her roommate, like a psychopath. This is the point of no return for Amelia. <laughs> <Emily U. S.
2: laughs>
0: I mean, I thought he, the stalking was, but then Janet, Janice, Judith, <laughs> she, poor Judith just says, I don't, she went skiing and he's like, where exactly did he she go skiing and she says why should I tell you and he says quote because I'm not responsible for what I'll do to you if you don't tell me
1: what how could this what? not be a joke because he's a murderer <laughs> if not it's, he's, not it's not a main, a main he character in this movie it's not a joke and they're making him look like a freaking uh, murderer
0: but you know this has been my bummer in so many movies so I'll just like say it now and do another bummer where like I feel like this. Phil, to your point, like I think it's it's not a joke. I think what it is is like a John Hughesian look of like this is a low status character, so he can literally say and do yeah. anything, yeah. and he's still this likable goof that we are rooting for, and he right, is right because bot. he's in love, <laughs> and like everybody's so... had that. And I think there's this this trope of like you know, men if you can't get what you want, go after it, and you should get you will get it. Yeah, um, it's extremely upsetting it's yeah. really upsetting um yeah, so this is where the, i have the note no one is really likable in this film speaking of which
1: <laughs> i had that note earlier <laughs>
0: billy, billy and jules go to hang out in oh, front of man. billy's house where he hits point of on no her <laughs> point of no return for rob low
1: she okay. says That's enough time.
0: multiple times and then what do you do
1: you Day take night? somebody's keys
0: her. and you put them down your pants, put yeah. it in your pants, pants, and force them to get them out. It's terrible. In front
1: of his <laughs> wife and child's house. It's so <laughs> it's
0: crazy. crazy.
1: It makes no sense.
0: <laughs> I said his wife and kid literally at the door. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's not even, I mean, it's bad enough to do this to put your keys on your pants, but he is physically assaulting her for many different grabs in a lot for a long time and it's just like and this makes me so sad too because I'm glad I didn't see this as a kid but it's like this really taught a generation Uh as well as John Hughes movies and the Brat Pack a generation of like young women and men how to behave and what was okay and it's like it's so sad because they are there you can tell that they're playing it like friends and the big thing is that she's just disappointed in who he is it's not that she was violated
1: they're still friends at the end of this movie
0: totally i know well that's the thing is like and that's that's from the male's perspective but she she can still love him and have feelings for him and still not want to be assaulted you know right i know i'm not preaching i'm preaching to the choir but like That's, that's another thing that's taught is like, well, if a woman expresses feelings for you, then you can do whatever you want to her and you don't need to have consent. And even if she says enough, you keep going because that's what she wants. Um, and and then like, she's forced to like, get physically violent with him. Right. Um, which is not great either. You know, it's like, (laughs) right. (laughs) It's great. I know. Oh, then Kirby's made it up into the snow to stalk, dale in jules's car poor jules i mean not jules sorry (laughs) wendy's car wendy wendy's the uh real loser in this and he just bangs on the door like oh boop, boop."
1: (laughs) that's how he he gets into places he just slams on the door and yells
0: and uh luckily you know her her the man that she's with having a romantic weekend comes to the door with her. Me, like, he's like the coolest. Yeah. And like gives him pajamas to wear. And he also, he wears like little, like what are those called? Like under, what is it? Thermals. He's wearing like a little thermal PJ oh. set. But what did like, what did Emilio Estevez think he was going to find? He thought Andy McDowell just like drove up to the mountains and rented a cabin to go skiing by herself. Like surely, friends. I don't know. I don't know what he, he also was didn't care. To
1: find.
0: He- yeah. <laughs> that's true and then the guy her boyfriend says like he's convincing him to come in because he's all embarrassed and mad and he's gonna sleep in the car and her the um andy mcdowell's boyfriend says you know people have died out here and i'm like what who? <laughs> and i've killed them come I in know. put on I my think, pjs it's cold but just because you could die doesn't mean people have died like what a weird thing to say anyway Meanwhile, back at the other sweat lodge, this is when uh, Kevin and, and Leslie have their moment where she's drunk and he's like, I love you. And then they aggressively kiss and have sweaty sex. Yeah, For I have this
1: multiple locations <laughs> in um, the shower. She keeps um, her pearls on the whole time. Oh
0: pearls <laughs> the entire time so uncomfortable that has got to be in the way it's banging against people's teeth 100 which is very painful it's also a real bummer that they broke the shower door they thought it was hilarious but i'm like oh man that's gonna ruin yeah your night yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it's like glass it's like probably shattered everywhere and alec comes in he just busts in this is kevin's place
1: right yeah i forget why they gave him a key but they had given a key okay I don't
0: know. I mean, okay. it's kind of it is. I did have a note of like it is wild how much like dorm room assignments can just shape people's lives, and I think that's part of the point of this movie. Yeah. Like Ali Sheedy's like, if I have been with this person, not this person, like who knows, you know? Um, so I think they're very much in a post-dorm college life where they're they're still kind of in the dorm. There's friends that I have because of my dorm placement. You know what I mean? It's like, sure, yeah, yeah you're like well we're just stuck together so Mm, right and you're like you know together twenty four seven, um yeah and then we get this like really great scene where like he accuses uh alec accuses kevin of being with the fat chick Uh, oh gosh like oh it's not the fat chick it's me um like ugh gross i hate it all um and alex alex mad about that because he's a psychopath too Um, then I have Mr. Kim coming home to a trashed house. He's mad. He's early
1: again, which we all knew was going to happen.
0: Um, Dale is way too nice to Kirby in the snow. I'm just kind of moving through this like way too nice. Like she does not need to be nice to him. If that's creepy that he did that. And her boyfriend goes, (laughs) Um, I'll get a camera and take a photo of you. Yeah. Too.
1: <laughs> that made no sense. But what is he I talking about?
0: At this point, I'm like, I feel like this movie has been translated, or it felt like an improv game of like somebody filmed a film and then people are just dubbing it with whatever words they want to. It was just like, what is this? And then and- I just have like, run, Andy McDowell, run. <laughs> like,
1: but instead, she gets. Kissed,
0: force kissed
1: and forced kissed, but is into it for some reason. Yeah. Because uh, no she's sense.
0: being too nice. Soccles you know, it's like, yeah, like, oh, well, I don't want to make you feel bad.
1: Sure. No,
0: thanks. OK, let's see. Three thousand more scenes. Wendy's at a diner with her father who, yeah. you know, she wants she doesn't want any help from him. She wants to survive on her own. And I the dad, the, the pictures of ha- the ham sandwich and the corned beef on the wall anyway it was just a very 80s diner which i enjoyed yes That's, go ahead and the dad is just like you know and maybe again i think this is commentary on feminism but it's still just really upsetting and the dad's like well you can keep your things you just keep your job until you get pregnant and then you'll leave yeah um burr, 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 womp, womp. Um. It, i think she tells her dad she loves billy yeah she no, does
1: oh right yeah and he's and like, he's the, like the guy, guy? from the roof
0: yeah <laughs> right Probably still up there playing his sax.
1: (laughs) Then uh, we find out that Andrew has written an article, a published article on the meaning of life. Oh my gosh, can't
0: you just not wait? to read uh, that. I that, I, that i think that i was
1: that not a spoof i don't i know i'm so confused it's like,
0: not because he's so tortured and he's been wondering this the whole time i have a feeling that uh, his articles probably read a lot like tj's articles from aspen extreme <laughs> similar <laughs> i think similar tj's are better I think yeah TJs. probably yeah. at least they're sports focused yeah and we know this because um he, Kevin is. Sh- they're showing Jules the article, and she's snorting coke from a pickle jar of cocaine. <laughs> she's out of control. <laughs> uh and then Kevin's like, "Let's move in together." And too fast. He's like, "Yeah, too soon." I don't love you. I just want to boink you. And he's yeah, like, "Yeah, I mean, what?" Ali Sheedy's character makes somewhat sense i suppose you know i was i at least i was like proud of that i was like okay good like at least she's grounded in reality and she says something like sex isn't love so like good i don't know the women in this movie aren't bad (laughs) some of them are
1: the guys in this movie aren't wait wait no (laughs) yeah i mean
0: debbie moore's character is just out of control and doesn't doesn't make a ton of sense but the other ones like i feel like they make sense at least but i don't know
1: i agree other than speaking um, of things Andy not McDowell. making sense,
0: yeah, Annie McDowell totally Jules's life gets repossessed from her, except for a few things <laughs> <laughs> they should have masks. taken, like a clown head. And this, I mean, speaking of the exorcist. This scene plays so <laughs> weird. Like the windows open, it's day, it's night. Who knows there's a gust. Like she's just like so much gusts, so much freaking wind. out. And like, I got real freaked out like of what they were going to find originally. Yeah, trying to break that at door. I'm like, oh, what is this? Yeah. And then you can see her and she's like alive and breathing and like not fine, but she's physically okay. But then they still decide to like saw open the window. It's like I think well, you can take the urgency she could down.
1: Freeze to death on this like fall day in Georgetown.
0: What um, are they talking about? Also, why does her window death? have bars on it? That seems like a bad. I guess plan because for a of fire the. Escape. I know. Yeah. Right. Right. I was thinking about that because I was like, "Oh no, that fire You're escape. Right, Anybody yeah. could go up." But then I was like relieved to know there was bars. But right, maybe, maybe you know, sometimes those cages they open from the inside. So, like, she could unlock the cage? I hope so. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's what they're implying. I
0: will yeah. hope so. Okay. That makes me feel slightly better.
1: We also have Judd Nelson try to kill Andrew McCarthy right. from a. A first floor fire escape. So, and what would, wouldn't really kill him?
0: And everybody just like, hurt him kind of. The yeah. scene is written at an 11 of intensity, and everyone's acting it at like a cool four. <laughs> like, <laughs> Andrew McCarthy's like, I love her, man. Like, get your hands off me. It's like you're hanging upside down. You just From couldn't tell floor. anyone's, yes, anybody's urgency. <sighs> Um, forgot to mention that part of Jules's problem is she's upset about her stepmother dying. dying. (laughs) That's kind of this weird gag. That is just (laughs) some like, what is this plot point?
1: There, there has to be like a drinking game. Every time she says step monster, you have to drink because she she has one joke about her stepmom and that's it. Right. At least they do flag monster.
0: that as something that's going on with her, because like I think Ellie Sheedy and um, Wendy are like and she's like obsessed with her stepmother. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> she really true. is. If somebody talked about it that much, I would flag it. That's, that's something's true. going on with her then billy like gives the saint elmo's fire talk um yeah we, applause. That means. we get the, the movie title um i think we talked about it does anybody else need to explain what it means about like the thunderstorms and the well it seems like it's almost like a mirage like you think you see something and it's like i don't know like an optical illusion of like lights in the sky and like sailors needed it to like It feels like the whole point of the movie is like, you're making this up because you need it, but it's not real, which I think is terrible advice for somebody that's having a mental health crisis. like, you're making it up. It's all in your head. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. Um, mental health crisis slash drug, like, you know, huge addiction issues. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, so can I move on to Wendy's new apartment, which is a ramshackle. It's like, Judd's shack from Oklahoma. Like I don't, (laughs) she wants to live on her own, but she lives in the worst place, but yet some of Mm -hmm. these other people can afford a palace. She has like a sheet hanging from the ceiling anyway. And she's really proud of herself because she, she learned how to make peanut butter and jelly. I'm just like, I don't care about you. Um, (laughs) but until Billy again, for the 26th time in the movie asks her if she's a virgin and could he have a going away present to take her virginity. And this is really sad because I think we were supposed to be so excited for Wendy. It's like, Oh man, all of this is so rough. I mean, I guess I'm kind of glad that they didn't, I kind of thought that they were going to end up together in the end, Wendy and Billy and you know, no one ends up with anybody like kind of, I mean, they all just see him away at the train station, but I was glad that they didn't. I mean, that to me is a more realistic ending then yeah but then he's going the to end New end. York to do what busk
1: yeah that's that's my guess
0: and I thought he has was, a saxophone again I thought he was going to be closer to his wife and kid no I think
1: they conveniently get remarried and the husband's gonna take care of the kids so that storyline you don't have to worry about anymore um, so
0: wild that's in the St. Elmo's yeah. fire too <laughs> Like just them. It's just them and Judith. Just them and Judith. (laughs) Judith. Judith Judith is their nanny. Yeah, totally. Their grumpy nanny.
1: I hate you too. I hate
0: you too. I love that. (laughs) Oh, so much saxophone. Um. So yeah, and and it all wraps up too because Ali she decides she's going to be by herself, and everybody's fine with it. Yeah.
1: And then they make brunch plans.
0: Fine with everything. Yeah, they have to go to brunch at at St. Elmo's bar because there's too many young people at the bar. Oh, no, they go to a different no, they,
1: bar. Yeah, they go to a different bar. And I that's think
0: that's weird. the whole metaphor of like, okay, this time in your life is over and maybe it wasn't even real, but now we're like moving on and not getting caught up in St. Elmo's fire. But then Ooh. the very last line of the movie. Oh, yeah. Is about fucking talking about the stepmother <laughs> in a cat suit. yeah. It's just like that, the way that's the last line in this movie. I know. I know. And Demi Moore has it.
1: Once again, is this movie a comedy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they want it to be. I mean, I was so thinking about this of like, I think they wanted it to be the vibe of the big chill, which I think does it so much better. Like sure. that movie, I understand the tone of that movie. And I think that's what this movie was going for, but it was like, whoa. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end. <laughs> Oh, wow, the uh, wild ride! What a rompus! Uh, any questions that we haven't addressed?
1: The one that I had was Nora was just like, why was this movie called Saint Elmo's no. Fire? Which the producers wanted to change it and call it like The Real World. And I think they had, a, oh yeah, cause no, because test audiences like, were why is this movie called? Oh, uh, I think. Your last sort of statement, Katie, answered mm-hmm. that question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
0: Interesting. I don't mind it as the, I mean, I think as a kid, that's what always appealed to me about it. Cause it's like, what a weird, it felt like Toad the Wet Sprocket or something of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a movie title. But, and then I was kind of like, <gasps> one day I'll re- well, understand it. And I don't know, while the movie didn't necessarily deliver on the metaphor, I do appreciate the metaphor. <laughs> I think I finally remembered my connection to Sesame Street now, which is that they had a spoof of the chariots of fire, which was the chariots of fur. Oh, that's and funny! And Elmo was in it. And so oh, my brain was see, like Elmo, Elmo's fire, chariots of fire, chariots of fur. Oh, totally. Oh totally. Phew, I'm so glad I worked that out. <laughs> Makes sense. Um well Hummers, bummers, bummers and Dummers. Um, do we want to start with dummers? <laughs> yeah, I have a little dumber. There's, oh, there's quite a few, but I'm just <laughs> going to pick a specific nuanced dumber, which is the night that Billy climbs on the roof and he's drunk in the study and tries to get with Wendy. And then like, he walks out the door of their house, <laughs> like a fucking angel. Like the, there's like this, like back yeah. and he doesn't shut the door.
1: I, I was thinking the same thing, but I couldn't tell if it was, like, I I was like it close. I didn't
0: understand it Please, closed.
1: Don't leave. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. It's, it's like,
0: close the door. You can't just mm-hmm. walk out of somebody's house and leave the door open like an asshole. But he did, and that was yeah.
1: Billy, really don't give an AF.
0: Don't give an AF. <laughs> um, I think we already kind of talked about this, but, it like, the one thing is the, like, cheer, the chant that they do, like, <laughs> but they also throughout the movie do, like, Ugh. Like they do this weird. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, like, like it's almost like duh. Like, uh, like they do this fake laugh at each yeah. other. Like, uh, and I hate it. Like, I, I just, and honestly, it was very realistic because if a friend group does stuff like that, it's so prolific that it's just so disturbing if you're not in on it. But right, yeah. I just, just, I don't like that. Like, I don't like the fake laughing thing. I think it's so. Um, asinine. <laughs> so that's my dumber.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. Anyway,
1: Sorry. <laughs> Mine is just going to be, and we talked about it a little bit, uh, but it's the one that sort of still jumps out at me, is they shove Roblo's head in that toilet. Yeah, <laughs> And it's this violent thing that's also disgusting. And he's instantly fine about it. Uh, Judd characters fine about having done it everyone's cool they they then go into doing their ooga booga booga and <laughs> he slicks back his hair that just has dirty toilet like yeah his hands are dirty his everything uh, mm. it's just it's so gross in no way would this work um yeah
0: oh so bummers I mean, I'll go. I have, I mean, we talked about so many bummers. So. Yeah. <laughs> this movie definitely has a lot of bummers and a lot of character bummers. Um, But something we didn't talk about a ton, it's just like a general bummer I feel like for me for 80s movies is like acknowledging that gay people exist but not being brave enough at all to like focus the camera on them. Yeah, so like this roommate of or the, you know, floor mate, flatmate of... um. A floor mate, I guess, cool. of a Demi Moore is like in it and he's real, but he's kind of for comic relief, even though he's certainly one of the more likable characters. In the yeah, movie. I,
1: would, I think I he love- might be. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like, so that Take guy, him you know. and Janice. Yeah. Judith. <laughs> yeah. But like the whole, like the fact that like Andrew McCarthy being gay is just like this total joke, like, oh, a, yeah. a main character, even when there's seven main characters would yeah. right. never be gay, you know? So it's just like, it's just annoying it's not so. it's not unique to this film, totally, but it it stuck out a little bit because I think this film is trying to be edgy and like say like what's real? And I'm like, well, yeah. not that though. So right. like, yeah, there there are gay people, but we know that gonna... about, we know about gay, okay. Yeah, gay is the <laughs> thing we do know. <laughs> um, I think my bummer is ugh, it's this, are you a virgin? Mm. like like Roblo is such a creepy. Repetitive monster, mm-hmm. and then I'm even more bummed out because I bet he is just so unhealthy as it relates to his sexual history and identity, and he he probably has gonorrhea at least or or something, and now he's given it to Wendy. Yeah, and she she didn't have anything going on, like yeah, she, that's you know, a good and now point. she has to like she's finally hopefully going to find like a sexual partner who's respectful to her. And they, they maybe have like a nice consensual relationship. And I just be like, yeah, I got the, you know, I got the clap from this dude that wanted to take my virginity. Yeah. And he was probably uh.
1: covered in toilet water as well.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> And so gross. sweaty and like gross. Yeah. He's gross. So that bums me out.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Mine's going to be, I think just, a general one for all the dudes of just as you said, everyone had this point of no return, and it was just across the board. And it the whole group is just generally awful people. And it's just
0: <laughs> they are awful people, <laughs>
1: and, and once again, they like there's not like a comeuppance for them. They're awful people who were
0: yeah, it's like <laughs> perfectly
1: fine at the end of the movie, right? And it's just <clears throat> there's no real like consequence to to these awful people. And I think specifically for the bed, I, I, you know, I think apparently to me more lost all her stuff and stuff like that. So it's, I think it's that lack of sort of consequence for these yeah. awful mm-hmm. things that are going on that. I sort mm-hmm. of it's like, Oh, it's a bummer.
0: Mm-hmm. Hummers. I can go first. Cause my Hummer is the St. Almost fire theme song, man in <laughs> motion. I was about to give it to, um, uh, Hadith, not that's not their father um i'm following i'm following a trail those those supermodel sisters their um, mother uh was Hadid married is their last name isn't it yeah and their mom is foster uh she was foster because she was married to david foster um who is the composer of this oh film. yeah got it So okay. that's sort of like underscory like mm-hmm. not yeah. man in motion but the
2: yeah, the just music, plays, yeah
0: that's really david foster and he's very famous for music composition and he's written like songs with celine dion and all kinds of people oh nice and he was married to yolanda foster hmm. who used to be a real housewife of beverly hills oh. um, which is how i originally knew started to learn about david foster outside of his actual work they've since divorced but ah well, I have a very specific Hummer where, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the soup kitchen scene, there is this, uh, lovely gentleman who's just like dancing on a table <laughs> in the background. I don't know if you noticed, but it's incredible because he's like, eye level with it. Cause he's just like, kind of scooting, almost like moonwalking across the table and just spinning and having a delightful time. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs>
1: There is see. some random like we forgot about the whole naked guy that kicked off this movie in the background of the hospital scene.
0: Right. Oh. Wait, fully naked?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean it's you just see him from the backside, but oh yeah, he's no, he's just a giant naked man.
0: There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or like even in that soup kitchen scene, there's that woman, Myra, or the woman that's just like staring <laughs> at them the whole time. Yeah. Like I like doesn't blame. I sympathize with her because oh yeah. I'd be like her too, going like, what the fuck is happening? Why are you here? Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> um, mine is it's sort of gonna be the almost last scene of this movie, um, with Demi Moore, Sort of trying to freeze yourself in this billowy place, them you bringing a blowtorch to try to get this thing out. <laughs> it's just so zanian over the top. It like it just, You're trying to <laughs> it
0: just might work. It just might be comedy. Andrew
1: McCarthy over this <laughs> one story drop. And it's just so much weirdness. This this whole movie is such a weird thing that I that I just can't wrap my mind around. Yeah. And this scene sort of encapsulates it of just all this. Is this zany? Is this supposed to be funny? Is this tragic? Like, is this yeah. melodrama? And it's it's like a bad soap opera. And yeah. I was I was definitely for these type scenes, I was there for it.
0: So. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about our outfits? Let's Ooh. talk about our out- outfits. Oh man. Katie, I'll talk about uh your outfit. Okay. Um I I see you've got a Georgetown sweater yeah. on <laughs> uh, on top of, but you're wearing it on top of a t-shirt, which you took off the sweater so I could see your t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And it features um, you know, the the mom from Friday. Uh, It's Anna Marie who's Horsford uh, and she just sort of looks perplexed and she has a speech bubble and her speech bubble says, you fucked Kevin? Um, (laughs) That's what Alex says. Um, And then on the back it just says like, I shouldn't have been in this movie. (laughs) Nice shirt. I like it. I love it. Um, Phil, I like your um, long sleeve T-shirt. It looks mm-hmm. like you got um, at a ski shop, um, and it just has a, a picture of a a skier like flying off of a mountain with like those like awesome pines and that like uh, amazing vista. And it just says, "One hour outside of DC awaits you." <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard. I was trying to figure out where they filmed i'm like where is that supposed to be and i kind of decided that i know you said pennsylvania i kind of decided it might be west virginia mm-hmm. like snow snow or something yeah. um but it was filmed in truckee like right. which yeah. is yeah the foothills of tahoe because i'm like what is this oh wow okay i was just kind of thinking like how far would he have to drive to if if it's fall in georgetown like where are you driving and i i kind of like realistically vermont yeah like you could yeah. i guess but that's a long drive so yeah
1: yeah, um, Bridget, uh, I see on your knuckles you're paying h- homage to the uh to the fight that occurs outside of Saint Elmo's, and so on some of your knuckles it says fight, but on the other ones it says kiss, <laughs> um, just because you never know which way it's gonna go. Uh, and then on the the front of your shirt you also have uh, a continued homage to uh, Billy's wife. I think it's Felicia um but anyway i
0: thought her name name was kim
1: (laughs) maybe it's kim i don't know it's it's just her looking out the door holding the baby just (laughs) with a wtf bubble out the back of her you know off of her head and then then on the back of your shirt it has the brat pack and then above it it just says these people are awful (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah Yeah. poor felicia Or Kim. (laughs) I think
0: that man's name was Mr. Kim, but I thought. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it was, was Kim the whole time. Um, well, okay. I think it's because Rob Lowe says, Kim, you're back early. He didn't say Mr. Kim. Right. Is, Kim. And I didn't look up. So maybe I just assumed it was his. No, you, no, you don't see. I don't think you even see it. It's really oh, wild. Okay. Well then that's why. I no, right. Wife. Like the door opens, you hear the door open. He's in the hot tub. He's like, Kim, you're back early. And like, no, all you've I thought you've there heard... was a reaction
1: shot from him. I thought, but I, I, I can't. I think it's from the party. It. I don't know.
0: Wow. Um, okay. so it's that time. Is it for real? Is it for real? And I, um, is it for real? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, picked the movie so I can go. Um, it's so interesting. I've been wanting to see this movie for a long time. So I'm glad we watched it. And I kind of wish I would, I wish I could speak to somebody who like really like grew up watching this and like liked mm-hmm. it. I read that like it's one of Gwyneth Paltrow's favorite movies. I don't know that was in the trivia facts. Um, and I feel like kind of bad because I feel like I was so, I didn't have a lot of great things to say about the movie <laughs> as we were talking about it. And normally I can, but I think it's partly like expectations of like my mm. expectation of this movie. I was really, I was actually really excited to watch what I kind of hoped to be like uh, the big chill. I kind of thought it happened during vacation too. I'm I'm a really big fan of movies where like friends go on vacation. Um, you mentioned Ah, yes. But the, <laughs> the big chill was like hard for me to watch for other reasons. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. okay, this will be that. But like with, without this like trauma at the center and <laughs> boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Um. I just, the tone was everywhere. I was trying to think too, like maybe this is genre defining a little bit. I was like, I think it was probably to some extent of like this, like men and women and like the, the whole after college thing when college became like way more common and so this is this common experience mm. um but man just all of the bummers all of the characters no you don't know who to root for i felt like betty white in like Le- placid where i'm like i'm rooting for the alligator <laughs> like i'm rooting for judith or like i don't know i'm rooting for georgetown university i don't know mm-hmm. um so yeah, unfortunately, just so much about it. I think there's just better movies you can watch on this topic, and better. It's not like the perform. I don't think the acting was bad. Um, and I really enjoy all of these actors too, but it was not, not that fun of a time. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's not for real. Um, I can go.
1: I... Okay, you can go.
0: <laughs> then you can be the tiebreaker. Okay. <laughs> so I actually think this movie is like. For me, the perfect, is it for real movie? Oh, interesting. Because this is a movie that I had put on a literal shelf in my house. <laughs> I only have like 10 DVDs. I've gotten rid of most of everything, but I was like, I'm going to keep this one because it's important. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's about my childhood. It's, it's something that I remember. And I remember talking about it. With friends. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of dog wrestling going on Mm. in my house. Um, and you know, I was like, Oh my god, this is like the Brat Pack continued. I love Man in Motion, the St. Almost Fire theme song, but it is just so not for real. It does not hold up. It is it's an upsetting movie to me in so many ways. It was it was manic, it was stressful, it was misogynistic. Um it upset me. So I'm just going to go with not for real. And like this, you know, if you think about the theme song of the pod, like we used to like it and all that, I don't know the words. Um, (laughs) Why would you dogs are crazy (laughs) in my house? Um, Yeah. It's just not, it's not for real. So I'll just, I'll stop there.
1: This one. um, I don't know. I, I keep going weirdly back and forth
0: that's nuts. in my brain.
1: <laughs> I agree with everything that Bridget just said that there's so much uh, wrong and just that doesn't hold up and it's you know, not for real and it's misogyny, date rape, everything that's in there. And I think I just texted you guys partway yeah. through that this movie is just, it's so wackadoodle. Like I just, I I'd still even to this, Time I can't get my brain around whether it was a true melodrama or if it was supposed to be this crazy 80s spoof. And it's it's just such a crazy movie. I can see it at like midnight screenings where people are throwing forks a la, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Just because it's so over the top the whole way through. And I think people should see this movie at least once. Yeah, Um, right. I I really just because... I mean, I knew it was out there. I but I once again, I thought it was a different movie. Um, I don't. Once again, I, I don't know where this falls into our little like grid of of what it should be. Because um, I don't think it's for real, but I think people should see it at least. Oh, once. interesting.
0: Well, did you <laughs> like, like it? it?
1: I I did. It sounds like I that's
0: what you're going back and forth about a little bit. Yeah, well, because right.
1: it was, well, I was I couldn't <laughs> get my brain around this freaking <laughs> like, movie. Like.
0: To the it a lady it's like an experience like, an like, immersive like experience. what am i watching he it's liked just, it because it was bad yeah funny bad. or just confusing yeah well, like
1: all the jokes were wrong but i, I yeah. don't know it's i so, know i, I, I think it's i'm going to say it's for real <laughs> in this weird it's it's a for real movie that's not for real but my my official is the thumbs up it's for real but like Uh. because it's just so weird and so everything Mm -hmm. is just like bizarro in this um that yeah it's worth a ride in this roller coaster at least once
0: damn i mean one thing well, that how I much think coke about... did you guys do <laughs> yeah all, right all exactly all. See, i think that makes make a big difference.
1: pickle jars work
0: yeah well one <laughs> thing that i judge movies on as far as like whether i like them or not sometimes it's like whether they're boring and this movie's not boring no like, this movie is a stimulating movie you're like Whoa. it's like being on a binge yeah it's... it is but maybe i didn't enjoy that feeling i sure it just felt very manic to me and i and think they do you know another complaint i have about movies sometimes is like there's no character development but there is character development it's just that uh-huh. the characters are terrible <laughs> like, it's, just... I mean,
1: it's thin development and it always isn't always like consistent I, I yeah don't know it's right. like
0: clown it's like a funhouse mirror development well i guess it's like the characters don't develop they don't evolve at all but like you know who these people are they're just all (laughs) terrible
1: judd nelson's character literally is the same from the beginning to the end but yet we're supposed to like him at the i
0: i know i don't understand
1: this movie we're
0: supposed to like him throughout the whole thing lots of people do he's he's a he's a hit or are we i don't know (laughs) (laughs)
1: no this movie will mess with your brain that's what i love about it i think
0: Yeah. Oh well, it's time to bring out bring out the thing that brought us here, which is I'll just tell you, John Parr, Saint Almost Fire parentheses man in motion. Yeah. What does that mean? Anybody?
1: I think it's about a Paralympian.
0: Yeah, it is. What? Yeah, the song was written. I gotta um figure out. Okay. Okay. So was the song before the movie or?
1: No, I think it was. Well, let's see. Well, Um, I think it
0: was, um, who is the Olympian? Um, he's Canadian, uh,
1: Rick Hansen.
0: Yes. Rick Hansen, who was doing a tour across, uh, either Canada or the U S or both North America that was raising money for either wheelchair users or people with disabilities or awareness. Um, and I think it was something like at the same time, it's like, he needed a song and this movie needed a song. So I feel like he kind of made it, but you know, there's, Like, all I need is wheels, you know? Like, if you listen to the song, Mm. it's kind of clearly (laughs) about... Oh, this
1: is definitely about
0: (laughs) a Paralympian. Paralympian. Yeah, it's kind of rad. Because I read that the author kind of, like, didn't necessarily love that it was being used for the movie that much. Because he was like, I kind of wrote it for this guy. But anyway, it's a rad song.
1: I will say that uh, John Parr will eventually get a smoking jacket from us. Because he's done this song. He's done a song from Three Men and a Baby. And he's Mm. done a song for The Running Man. Which That's one right. day we will
0: do that movie so. Okay well let's start at the beginning And then we can We might have to jump To let uh... skip to some, to some, to some Down Sure. there you go. Oh. so so I can feel me. Like, like, it is great. I can, I, all I need is a pair of wheels. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it that he just like combined the assignments. The
0: video is bonkers too because it's like John Parr in like a like a looks like a homeless encampment with a jukebox and like a fire pit, and then it's like movie clips, Uh and then it's like steel working. It's it's a whole journey, really, and his hair is. On point. So, wow. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much to Carpe. Thanks, yeah. Carpe, for a really awesome, like, lighthearted trivia yeah, um observational intro. Really, yeah. really enjoyed it this was a journey for me this week.
1: I'm just going to say,
0: I was not expecting this. I was waiting for this movie to come in our podcast. And I thought it would be like a home run for me. Well, I should say, I guess part of why it was picked this week is because it is graduation week for so many people. I (laughs) forgot to mention that at the beginning, I was thinking about, we're going into Memorial day and we, you know, I looked up some Memorial day films in it, I don't know. Nothing was really coming up. Um, And a lot of them are military and we had just done Top Gun. So we Mm -hmm. leaned more into graduation. There's a lot of schools around here that graduated today, actually. And so, you know, the first scene is about a graduation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jump cut to this dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) Well, you guys can be a man in motion anytime you want to. (laughs) Okay. Till next time.
1: See ya. Toodaloo!